Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Welcome back to the Tiny Vampire's Halloween special. Every year in October, the Agora Podcast Network puts out a series of spooky episodes that we call Agoraphobia. You can listen to my past agoraphobia stories here. If you want to hear the new creepy tales, check out the Agora Podcast Network's feed. Each of these episodes is a dramatization of the horrors of the natural world. They're scientifically accurate, but I do take some artistic license. Thank you for coming to hear the untold story of an animal that most people completely ignore, if they know it exists at all. Caddisflies are the most diverse group of aquatic insects. Closely related to moths and butterflies, they, for the most part, are neither adored or maligned. They aren't creepy or gross. But, as you're about to hear, their lives would be right at home in any horror show. I'm settled into my cozy, dark case, and I have plenty of time, so let me tell you about my life. I was born into a world of clear mucus, struggling to breathe. From my vantage point, I could see that the goo that I was suspended in was attached to a plant, holding me high above a very small but beautiful pond. Alongside my siblings, I pulled and crawled my way through the mucus, tumbling through the air until I landed in my watery home. Now able to breathe easy, I sank down to the bottom and started to get to work. I'm a caddisfly. Some people call me a caddis worm, which is funny because I'm neither a fly nor a worm. We are good at one thing, building ourselves the perfect home. There on the bottom of the pond, I'm rummaged through hundreds of bits of grass and chunks of dead leaves and sticks. After a thorough examination, I found buried treasure, a piece of something that I didn't quite recognize. It was bright yellow and certainly didn't feel natural, but 
I liked it for some reason, so I used it to start my home. Even now, months later, I can remember how excited I was. I cut my treasure to size with my sharp mouth, and I used my silk to stick it to the side of my body. You see, my body is very soft, and my delicate gills flow in the smallest current, so I need a case to protect me. Over the course of the first few days of my life, I found one treasured piece of construction material at a time, measuring, cutting, and knitting them together. Eventually, I had a case, a spiraling tube that left only my head and legs exposed. It was strong and beautiful. It protected me and hid me from my prey. I was a sly hunter in those days. When those little one-eyed copepods swam by, I would dart out of my perfect tube so fast that they had no idea what happened. I grew fast and strong on my diet of copepods and long, worm-like midges. Then something horrible happened to me. I dragged my home too close to the shore and got stranded, stuck and having a hard time breathing in the shallow water. Out of the muck, pulling itself through the weeds, a beetle came straight towards me. Its huge jaws clamped down on three of my legs, tearing them straight off, struggling to get away and feebly biting at the beast. I felt my gills drying out, and suddenly, a downpour of rain began to pelt the pond, me and the beetle. The water level crept up just enough give me an out. With the last shove, I shot out the back of my tubular home into the deepest part of the pond. Once at the bottom and snug in a crevice between two rocks, I tried to assess my situation. Thankfully, my legs were torn off, not cut off. Valves built into my exoskeleton between my body and where my legs used to be locked down so that I wouldn't bleed out. But The loss of my legs was still hard. Harder was the fact that my case was gone. I needed to build an entirely new home. Over the course of the next few months, I struggled, but I managed to survive. My new case was just as good, if not better. And now, I'm a cozy, three-legged caddis resting inside it. Everything is good. Well, as good as it can be. Except itchy, really tired. I've never done it before, but I'll indulge my urge to seal myself up inside my case and just rest. This time alone in the dark isn't as restful as I was hoping, though. My exoskeleton keeps getting more and more irritated, and I feel it start to separate from my body as I twist to try to find some kind of relief. My skin burns and itches for hours as it separates, little by little. It split open, just behind my head. Bit by bit, I can slide out of my old skin. I feel new, and my skin feels tender. In the dark, I can't really see what I look like, but I feel very different. Moving around, I freeze when I realize that I've shed off my remaining legs, 
along with my skin, distantly. I think how strange it was that it didn't hurt. And I wonder if this case that I've sealed myself inside of is a shelter or a prison. How am I going to capture food now? As I'm continuing to try to wrap my head around what's happening to me, wriggling and twisting inside, the muscles along my body wall get weaker and eventually stop responding. It can't be possible, but... I think they're dissolving. I open my mouth to scream, but I feel the inside of my mouth and throat are also starting to melt. It feels like each cell in my body is starting to detach and float free. Solid muscles and organs have completely disappeared. I honestly don't know what's keeping me together, and I have no idea how I'm going to survive this. Deep inside my middle, I feel something moving and growing. No, multiple somethings. The liquid mass that I've become, I feel small but hard, disc-shaped lumps writhing. That's when the worst pain I've ever felt hits me in the chest, like two bundles of nerves being slowly ripped apart. Over the course of the next few hours, or days, or weeks, time's lost all meaning when you're in this kind of pain, one of those bundles has moved up to where my face used to be. I don't know what's torturing me more. The continued degradation of my every organ, or the feeling of those solid discs moving and growing. With a sudden spasm of the little muscle that I have left, I feel my gut slough off. Where it used to be, a cyst starts to form. The spasms keep coming. They contract so hard that I can feel my whole abdomen start to forcibly change shape. The fluid that used to be in my chest is pushed forward into that space that's the closest thing that my monstrous form has to a head. One of those bundles of nerves that is causing me such pain is forced there too. This progressive destruction is going to kill me. What's happening? How is it possible that I can survive this? Those spasming muscles, too, start to liquefy. I'm starting to go completely numb and cold. Honestly, I'm just glad this torture is over. I'm left with only one single thought. What could be happening to me? And then, even that fades, and I die. There's a pushing feeling in my face, like something's inside my mouth and trying to get out, but it's not in my mouth. It is my mouth. Oh god. I'm having thoughts. I must not be dead. Dead things don't have thoughts. Waking up fully, I'm trying to move 
but my body is pretty much still a random soup of cells. Surprisingly, I can feel that I have a throat again. It feels strange, though. What's even stranger is that I can feel that my body's no longer smooth and continuous, but has three distinct sections. I guess they won't be calling me a worm anymore. That is, of course, if I survive this. Those hard discs certainly have not stopped growing. They've taken up most of the space inside my body. The ones in my thorax are pushing on my skin like they're trying to get out. Four are pushing on my back, while another six push at my chest. Once again, my skin starts to crawl and burn and itch as a layer of fluid forms just under it. It seems like there isn't a single part of me that is whole. Slowly, cell by cell, the six masses in my chest keep growing, pushing their way out. They grow long and longer, slender and jointed. Over time, they harden with claws at the ends and tiny spikes all down their length. The four that are pushing at my back are more rounded and they're covered in hair. From my head, even longer, more slender projections grow. They get so long that they can't grow forward anymore and curve and start to grow down the length of my body. Whatever these things are inside me, they seem to be using my body to fuel their growth. Suddenly, I feel a twitch in my back. I flex, and my body responds. There's some kind of muscle in my back now, but not anything like the muscles that I had before. Over time, it gets stronger. It's my one hope that I might survive this and start moving again. More time passes, and there's another familiar sensation. My gut feels queasy. And that makes me realize that I have a gut again. It's hard to describe. The feeling of going from an undifferentiated, wiggling sack of sludge to something more solid or organized, or maybe more formed is a better word. New muscles move new intestines along, and I feel my new stomach attached to my throat. Just above the protruding finger-like projections that come out near my mouth, Two huge, round, swollen mounds have formed. They came out of the painful mass that was forced into my head before. They aren't painful now, 
but the surface of the mounds feels very strange, like tiny bubbles are forming on their surface. At this point, I can't tell what's me and what's these strange growths. With a stab of pain, my world of darkness is shattered. A single point of bright light stings like a knife in my brain. Once I get used to it, more and more points of light appear, and a fuzzy picture of the inside of my case starts to form. Then another sensation comes roaring back. I am more aware of my stomach than I ever have been, and I am starving. I'm so grateful for anything that feels familiar, and hunger is certainly something that I've experienced before. More alien feelings come alongside the starvation. The long, jointed protrusions coming out of my chest have started to feel like a connection between them and me just popped into existence. They're lined up in two rows of three going down my chest, and I can kind of control them. Over the next few days, I distract myself from my constant hunger by moving my strange new muscles to move my strange new appendages. I don't know if they're me or not. I've changed so much, I'm not even sure if I'm still the same creature. I died, or at least I think I died. How do I know? I remember being young and living in my pond, the thrill of finding the perfect piece for my case, but it all seems fuzzy. So much has happened. Could all of that have happened to someone else? It's, it's all too much. The starvation, the burning skin, all the new sensations. I can't take being trapped in here anymore, and I finally have the strength to get out of here. Pushing and flexing with all my might, I smash my head against the case, and I burst out all in a rush. Launching myself towards the bright surface of the water, my new long legs row each coordinated stroke thrusts me closer and closer to the water's surface. Dark shapes in the water lurk, darting in and out of my vision. The only thing I can think to do is just keep swimming, bobbing to the surface. I take a moment to rest, but only a moment, because this itching is completely unbearable. Trying to pull yourself out of your own skin feels impossible in the moment, but I've done it before, so I know that I just have to keep calm, concentrating. I thrust my head forward and let the motion pulse through my body to the tip of my abdomen. I can tell that if I pull too hard or too fast that I'll tear these new long slender legs and I finally have six legs again, so I'm not going to do anything to risk losing one of them. The long appendages coming out of my face 
are in even more danger. They're very delicate and incredibly sensitive. So when I thrust my head forward, I pull them out of my old skin. It's with as much care as I can manage the old skin, the old me, slides away more and more with each wave of muscular contractions. I get one sleek black leg free and use it to stand on the surface of the water. I excitedly pull the rest of my legs free to leverage and thrust my head forward. The appendages on my head pull free and blow in the wind. The new sensations are overwhelming. With these fresh new antennae, I feel even the tiniest current of air. And I smell everything. I can smell the water. The flowers surrounding the pond that make my stomach groan in anticipation. And most enticingly, I smell more of my own kind. The urge is fierce. With a final kick, I push off my old skin. Another gust of wind picks up, and those hairy lumps on my back unfurl. I have wings. I lift them high in victory. I survived. I went through hell and was born into a new body. I'm whole. I'm more than whole. Something rushes up from the depths and... Crushed. In the jaws of a fish. I never got to fly. What you just heard was... The story of metamorphosis. The process includes enzymes liquefying nearly every muscle and organ in the animal's body. We don't actually know if the process is painful, but I personally have a hard time believing that it's not. 19 clumps of cells, called imaginal discs, hold the key to the new body. They've been there since the insect was born, but were dormant waiting to take over and complete the transformation of the insect from the inside out, using the organ soup as fuel. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.